See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. It's every time. I'll never remember that as it's long like as I Lucy live. It's like Lucy and Charlie Brown. From now on, remember, every oh time you God. get on uh, Audacity, it's going to be no level. Oh, no, never. I'll never remember it. I'm going to constantly try and kick the football. Always. And, and life will constantly pull it away. And let That's me, how life is, kicking the football that they pull away yeah, from you. Pull away from you, keeping the man down. By oh. the Lucys of the world. The man is keeping me down. It's a man, and, and well, Lucy's a chick, but yeah. you know. anyway, what are we? And that guy in the, oh. in the Glasgow that's, that hacked my computer, whom yeah. I owe a visit to, oh, I should get to England before I... Yeah, go over before there. Before he moves, like, so I can hey, go... mate! Uh, hey, I'm going to break your ankles, and you're never going to walk right again. Yeah. No. If and you did already. Hey, welcome to Slow Hate A Go-Go. Yeah, really. So, slow Anger A Go-Go. Slow <laughs> what Burn A Go-Go. What are we talking about? This is Slow Robot A Go-Go. Big show. Yeah. 213. Uh-huh, yeah, what right. makes it big? Nothing. I don't even know. Yeah, right. It's a big number. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so, my name is Mao. With me, as always. That's Morbius. From Parts Unknown. And this is the podcast dedicated to B through Z grade movies. And by dedicated, we mean... Well, we watch them. Okay. And talk about them yeah. weekly. Uh-huh. We're kind of dedicated. We're kind of we're kind of dedicated. Boy, and in hey, a weak way, big, weekly dedicated. Big ups to uh, Brazil and France this week. For what? For for listening to our podcast. Oh, a, nice. A lot. I thought it was like a World Cup thing. No, we got bumped. We we got we got some some good numbers from from America. You're getting your butt kicked. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, America's in there, but but boy, Brazil and uh, France. Really came on strong listenership. Hey, I love Sergio Mendes and Brazil '66. You know, love one of my favorite groups and France. There you go. Mobius, the comic book artist, and many others. And I'm just thankful that people are listening. Jerry Lewis. (laughs) If we were the Jerry Lewis of podcasting in France. Boom, baby. Yeah, yeah. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, d- right. What did you watch this week? Because I hope it was something, because I watched nothing. Oh, no, my friend. We watched absolutely nothing. Oh, my We God. watched three movies now. I mean, I and know. oh, no. And I did, like, last, and I did, like, a triple feature, dude. Two last night and one in the morning. Oh. Nice. Yeah, it was good. It was, a, it was, it was. <laughs> It was nice though. I enjoyed in in their own different ways all three movies. I yeah, really oh, yeah, did. Yeah. So it was a pleasant. I didn't experience. like the kung fu one we chose. It we'll talk like, about oh. that later. But yeah, so um, this week we have two two really good movies in very different ways. In very different ways. Um, but enough about that. We uh, I guess we'll go to a trailer. Oh, you know I did watch um. Uh, well, oh, I'll, you did I'll, watch some. I'll be no, I'll be watching movies this week because I'm drinking tonight. So um, that that oh. uh, that equals. Movie time. I got beer uh, this week. Nice, yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. You you got drunk this week? No, I didn't get drunk. My mom bought. It. My mom had to buy beer because she's, she's like, making chicken and rice arroz con pollo. Like cerveza, cerveza, cerveza. Por favor. When you do arroz con pollo, you put cerveza in it to uh, make it yeah. taste good. So I couldn't buy one beer. I had to buy a four pack. So guess what? Mm-hmm. One 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 can's going in the beer. The other one's going down my gut. Nice. You should be like. You should go out front and pour one out for your dead homies. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to do is I'm going to take one after I'm done with it, I'm going to piss in it and put it on my neighbor's yard and go have a have a beer, have a bush. <laughs> no, don't do that. All right. In Florida, that gets you shot. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I guess we got nothing to talk about. We're going to do a trailer break. And we have a lot to talk about. we come back, we're going to talk about movies. That's we what we're going to talk about. We have a lot to talk about.
I did fall into it. I was going to watch movies last weekend, but I fell into a an Archer show hall. Hello, show hall. Oh, you know, that, you ever see that commercial with uh, Roddy McDowell? No. Uh, he's like, you've fallen into a show hall. No. Uh, it's a weird commercial. It's a, it's so now every time I start wa- binge watching a show, I go, hello, show hall. That's for all you millennials. Hello, there. skulls. Uh, <laughs> We're done. Here, here's, here's, some, here's some trailers. And, then we'll, and then, more anger. And then when we come back, more talking. We got- mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Paramount Pictures presents a dual, ghoul, devil, scream show. Scream number one. Frankenstein and the monster from hell. See the eeriest transplant in the history of horror. His brain came from a genius. His body from a killer. His soul came from hell. It's the newest and most frightening Frankenstein ever filmed. Scream number two. Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. The only man alive, feared by the walking dead. Born the night creatures and the black demons. Captain Kronos is here. Frankenstein and the monster from hell. Plus, Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. All shot. In color, both rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Now scream. Karakum, direct from Hollywood, presents for the first time on any stage anywhere. blood-curdling sadistic surgery. Someone's head will be cut off with a butcher knife and thrown to the audience. Don't lose your head. (laughs) Do you believe that the out-of-space monster who died, yet alive, will come to seek the warm blood he needs to keep himself alive? Don't treat this lightly. How are you fixed? For blood. (laughs) The dead will return from graves. Ghosts and skeletons will fly above you. And some may sit by your side and plant cold, damp kisses upon your cheek. Do you believe that a lady from the audience will be hypnotized and float in midair above you? Wait and see. Do you believe the brain of any volunteer from the audience will be pierced with 15 knives and yet he'll live? Wait and see. Or why not try it yourself? Or are you brave enough? <laughs> Sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Maybe meals and banquets. 
every paycheck of fortune, every formation of parade. I love the call. I want to tell you of a new motion picture entitled The Undertaker and His Pals. This movie is a shocking expose of a part of the young generation, that part that destroys, the part that plunders and ravages for kicks. This is the story of two knife-slashing, axe-hacking, motorcycle-riding maniacs and their pal, The Undertaker. If you think you can take it, don't miss it. The Undertaker and his pals. Can I have autograph? Of course. Your name is? Fulkany. You behave, baby. <laughs> yes. Now, your name is? Fulkany. You kiss your mother with that mouth? Fulkany. <laughs> Regis. Oh, I see. Your name is Fukumi. <laughs> All right, and now we're back. Yes, we are. Now that the bills have been paid, that's that's what you. I don't. I don't yeah, say that. the duck bills, man. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what which one are we gonna do first? <sighs> I guess we'll do the fifty-five. Fifty-five. Yeah. I can't drive fifty-five. Nineteen fifty-five classic. Kiss me deadly, Kiss starring me deadly. Lita Ford. No, that was the song <laughs> that she did with uh, she Ozzy. Did, no, she did that song with Ozzy. Or no, 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 that was wasn't. It was a power ballad yeah, with Ozzy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kiss Me Deadly, uh, directed by Robert Aldrich from 1955, the Mike Hammer movie. Yep. Mike Hammer was uh, an interesting. Uh, Mickey Spillane wrote the. And it was like a. It was like this kind of like. Oh, borderline evil, nasty, hard, yeah, hard-nosed PI. You know, this is an interesting world where all women are slutty and all guys are punching each other all the time, slapping, open slap. slapping, slapping oh all the God. time. You know, it was a better time. See, this was the fifties, and this is a very weird. It was a weird movie. One of the things That's I'm why I picked sh- yeah. it. And you said you saw the Quentin Tarantino reference at the end, <laughs> yeah, right? Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Every movie gets stolen by Tarantino. Of course, yeah. one of the. Now this is a noir movie, mm-hmm. um, and that and, and it's very you know the style cues are very strong, uh, with yeah. the film noir like long shadows, hard lighting, yeah. kind of uh, dingy, dirtier. I'm trying to figure out why there was that whole there was a movement when for a long time in cinema in America that PIs were like the central story people, like like, like a, pri- a pri- no like a private <laughs> investigator like. There was a lot of movies about them. Why? Uh, that's a damn good question that she, I don't know the answer to. But I, I, w- yeah. I would think it would have to do with crime novels, were very, very popular. Pulp, like a lot of the pulp, pulp stuff, and then also, know. I'm sure that's just like a way that one person can kind of get in and out of shenanigans like easily. You don't have to write like, you know, if you want to write someone going into a CD dive bar, most characters wouldn't the lend themselves. The underworld, you know, but crime. I mean, it's, yeah. it's basically like a. Like an offshoot of the crime film. Part cop, part bad guy. Yeah. And so it, it, it probably as, lends as itself easily. As opposed to being all about like public enemy, it's about the private eye getting involved with all the criminals and yeah. the seedy underworld and the nightlife and the world that nice, beautiful suburban America mm. only knows yeah. or doesn't really know, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was like sorted, you know. Yeah. I mean, Mickey Spillane wrote these novels. There's like, they're sexy and, you know, they're the complete antithesis of what yeah. life really was for a lot of people or were afraid or didn't even know about. So, yeah, it's a way to, like, take a walk on the wild side, as Lou Reed would say. They know? were very sultry. Man, the women in this were all, like, just slutty, easy, sexy. slutty girls. And, and, and like, <laughs> they looked like regular people. They did. But they were all different, pretty types. in their own way. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah But yeah, they yeah. were all just real people. These weren't... These weren't beauty queens. These weren't, yeah, these weren't the drop These were attractive women. They were attractive, yeah. like you said, they were attractive in their own special ways, but these weren't like, you know, like 
blonde bombshells or anything like that. It wasn't Jane Jane Russell or, or uh, yeah, Jane Mansfield I mean, walking going, hey, big boy. But it was like, it was a hey, world. Hey, show hall. It was a world where like middle-aged, like, you know, dingy, jerky guys had like hot babes all over them. You know, it's a world that I can only fantasize about, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, I digress. I think that, that's, yeah. So That's the past, my friend. Yeah. You know, uh, you know a lot of, so it was um there was a one line that cracked me up though because he's like I thought my camera was more of like a crime guy but in the movie he's basically they he's basically like a, a the guy who uh sets up uh a philandering husband to yeah. get divorces out of and when when he gets picked up by the the he picks back by the investigators they go yeah well, what what is it that you do all you do is like have your your secretary to set up guys, guys yeah. yeah you're just a bedroom dick and i just laughed when i heard oh, that yeah. line well and i this whole movie i'm like this guy's gay because i never got because, that no i didn't either but there's three or four women who are actively trying to get into his pants <laughs> and he's like nah i was like this guy's obviously gay <laughs> he's obviously gay but you know, uh, but, but you know who ralph meeker reminds me of who's who another guy reminds me of chet Mm. Tell me Chet from Weird Science isn't isn't patterned after Ralph Meeker in this movie. <laughs> Ralph Meeker was great though. He was like nasty. He had that voice. He had that bad attitude or whatever. And his car mechanic is like Cheech or something. Oh know? my god. Like, and that guy was over the top. He was chewing, he was chewing the it up, baby. Wow. He was chewing it up, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one other observation that I will and say. And Cloris Leachman at the beginning, mm. you know, mm. Phyllis. Yep. The strange w- movie. It was a strange movie and I, I was I was really uh, happy to see that it was it was very edge of your seat. Oh yeah, you, um, unpredictable. Like, unpredictable, you, and you don't know where this is going. Oh, and I have no great. idea. And no I idea. loved it because oftentimes, especially in modern movies, I can tell you the plot yeah. every act five minutes in. I mean, you kind of knew that so everybody was a backstabber for the most part, but that ending, you didn't know what the what that, that was all about. No way. Like, where did that come from? That and 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 just like where it went, like there was stuff came up that was like in real life, dead ends. Um, what, the only thing that was bothersome about the whole the movie, they never asked the right questions or stuck mean, around yeah. to get real information. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. He, the, like, somebody would walk in, chew the scenery, slap somebody around, get one sentence, and then go, Welp, see ya! Oh, well, wait. There might be follow-up questions that might help alleviate some of it. Yeah, the, yeah. It was just kind of to... You know, the writer of this movie, I read about it a little bit. Mickey Spillane wrote a similar... His novel was a little bit different. The mm. writer of this movie basically didn't like the character, so he made him even more nasty. And that ending was added on. This wasn't the ending of the original movie. In the original in the original book I should say, it was like a drug thing. It wasn't what we were not gonna tell you what it is yet, but it wasn't what this turned out to be. Oh, it wasn't? No, the book was different, but the writer was like he had like a he didn't like uh, Spillane's book, and he he just decided he was gonna turn it into like a completely different Cold War. You well, know? I, li- I like this ending better. Yeah, not only that, but. I read more about this movie. The ending to this movie, the one did you you saw the one? It was a nice copy off of YouTube. Oh my god, Criterion. That ending is different from the one that was shown back in the day because something happened. Whereas in it, whereas at the end of this, you see them like out in the beach. Yeah. In the in the version that that was shown for many years, they don't get out of the house. They wouldn't. He was gut shot. 
He was gut shot, yeah. He was locked up. There's no way that would have happened. But the, was, but the original way the movie was made, they got out, but, you know, who, how the hell are they going to escape that? But at the, the original ending, abrupt ending, it was like the end, and then the house is... You know. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah, but. I would have. I would have preferred that. But you know, my penchant for destruction well, and, and the reality is, it's like even though they got out of the house, I mean, you know, well, they opened up Pandora's box. You know, what I mean, <laughs> so uh, everything literally. for about forty miles, uh, it was going to be glowing and not moving, and, but whatever. And it's, and it's always a dame, buddy. It's always a dame that starts it. You know what I mean? So, so well, and dame starts the story. So what happens? What do we see? Very first shot. It's it starts off again really weird. It's like a, it's like Cloris Leachman in the trench coat only. Is like trying to hitch a ride in the middle of the in the middle of the night, and like Mike Hammer's driving his little roadster. Is that yeah, what that well she, was? Yeah, she's running, and that's the scene that kind of grabs you. She's running and and no shoes, naked under a trench coat, and yeah. and if you don't look up, you hear the panting. It sounds like something odd going know, on. It I sounds was, like sex. Oh, they're in the car, and I was I was watching the living room when I'm here. <sighs> The whole time, I was like, what is he doing? Yeah, no, and because even after she gets in the car, she's still trying to get her breath, but the panting is so heavy, it sounds like it's simulating sex. Exactly. And that's what they were doing, like, and so it's very jarring. So she's, no one's stopping for this obviously insane person along the road. Um, And then finally, she just gets out in the middle of the road and puts her hands up saying, stop, and the guy almost hits her and then goes off the road. My camera does. Yeah, right. And then um, then he, he goes, get in, and then they're driving, and then... This story kind of starts to unravel. She's not saying a whole lot, and she's doing more berating than she is talking. And it's various. It's a very strange. Yeah, she uh, just got out of the mental hospital, or the laughing house, or whatever, yeah. the nut house, or whatever. And and she's attractive enough that she's a, you know that that she gets her way, you know. Um, and then they stop at a gas station. And he's like something wrong with his car, and they take yeah. like a palm out of it. Because when he went, he got forced off the road by her. Yeah. He ran something over, and it wasn't driving right. So. so she goes to the bathroom, and then comes back, and she goes like to the the attendant, "Hey, could you mail this letter here? Yeah. You know, I can't do it right now. We got to go or whatever. You know." And the guy goes, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, and, and you know, he's he, and he's driving his little roadster. It's a little Jaguar. It's like a. Is that it's, what it is? It's like I a fifty. You, it's like a fifty-three know. Jaguar, and it's it's really slick. Um, I knew you would know. I don't. I don't maybe not fifty-three, but it's it's a it's a sweet little roadster. I mean, they're sought after now. They're beautiful cars. Right. And um. Yeah, and and so then he's gonna drop her then, off at a du- bus stop. She wants yeah, to drop he, he's he, he doesn't really want anything to do with this, but whatever. And he you know he's just like okay. So she's like, if we don't make it to the bus stop, remember me. That's what she that's what she says to him. He's like yeah. He's like the the bus stop's like a, a mile away. What's your problem? Out of nowhere, a Cadillac pulls across, and it's one of those big bootlegger or gangster yeah, style yeah, Cadillacs, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then thump, you know he's. They're knocked out. Yeah, it knocks them out. It's and the next scene is like he's like tied to a bed, and she's you, all you see is like her feet, and this weird shot, and you hear her like screaming and yelling. So they're torturing her or doing something like that. Then you hear that doctor's voice, you know, going like you know, in a real kind of like evil kind of like mellow voice or whatever. Yeah. And she's like screaming. And she stops screaming. And she goes, "Hey, doc, should we wake her up?" And he's like, "No, you idiot. She's dead already." You know. Yeah. So basically, they get both of them and they stick them in. They the, put them back into the car. And they not they throw it off the road. Right. They push the car off the road. The and end. It blows up. Yeah. Um, and they drive away. And next you, scene is like he him wakes up, up. He wakes up in the hospital. Like he didn't die. He feigned being knocked out when they. Yeah. Right. When they drug him to the car, like he was hearing what was going on, but he was pretending he was still knocked out. 
and then uh, and then they kind of they like then they put him in both in the car and pushed it off the road, uh, and it blew up, of course. But he presumably he jumped out, or presumably he just whatever flew out. Who knows? You know. Yeah, right. You never know. But again, you know, get. If this movie would have had more exposition, it would have been a two-hour movie. And, and it was already at 146. Part know? of the allure was that it wasn't... Dis- it wasn't all told. It was kind of like you had to put it... Fill in put stuff together. In your you brain. Know? So he wakes up, and they're like, yeah, we found you, you know, laying in the middle of a ditch, you know, or whatever. And he's like, hey, I, I, where's, like... Forget what the lady's name was. I need to find her. And they're like, well, we, you know, we don't know who it is. And then some... Some other detective comes in and starts grilling him. Yeah, know? and he's like a jerk. Ah, real. Everybody's a jerk in yeah. this movie. He looks like David Bowie, kind of like a like <laughs> yeah. a sleazier David Bowie. Like he's yeah. slicked back hair and uh, and uh, and he and and the guy. At first, you think they're friends because he takes his cigarettes out of his pocket and he lights one, and he tries to steal them. But then the the detective takes them back, like from out of his pocket, like. And they're kind of talking back and forth, being mean to each other, but almost in a friendly fashion. Yeah. But they're not. They're like adversaries, but they respect each other. Or I something. guess at first I took it as they were friends, but then that obviously but wasn't they the really case. Don't respect yeah, they each other. Yeah, they like hate each other. They kinda. hate each other. Yeah. And you're like, exactly. well, this okay, whatever. So now they're getting. He's getting grilled as to why. Where's this lady? How'd you meet this lady? How'd this happen? And he's not answering anything. It's yeah. so weird. Like the cop asks the question, a sidekick cop reads or answers the question for Mike Hammer, and he just sits there smoking a cigarette. And you're like, and he's like, oh, "Are we done?" Yeah, and he right. just gets up and leaves. And I was like, "Wait, okay, I guess what?" Like, yeah, because he's like a he's like a sleazy private detective. It was yeah. like, and basically you find out that, like you said, what like we were talking before, he basically like does. You know, um, cases yeah. where like he's trying to, you know, philandering husbands, and he hooks up. He basically pimps his like quote unquote girlfriend, uh, secretary Velda, yeah. to get like pictures or whatever. And you know, when I when a divorce case is, so it's very like you know. I, I think so, in yeah. the regular Mike Hammer books, Mike Hammer was more of a investigator. You know, I think this guy, the writer, wanted to make him nastier. Just than, hated him, yeah. Just hated him, you know. So he wanted <laughs> to make him even sleazier. When whatever. your director and writer hate the freaking source material, this is what happens. Uh, and and again, this was just kind of like the exposition train pulled up to the station, dumped out a hundred characters, and said, "Here's the exposition. Toot toot, bye." And then you take it from there, you know. Yeah. So it just showed, shed some light on who this guy is in a matter of a minute and a half. Yeah. Okay, now here's the story kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, so he leaves, and then and then like they go they go to the hotel or his apartment, and they had the world's coolest. Oh, uh, the coolest freaking answering answering machine. machine, which is oh my god, built into the wall, ah. a real to real built into the wall. I would, oh, man, you would love, you would kill that, you would love to have one of those. I didn't on your think, wall. The, I never even heard of one of those. I never did it. I never seen it before. It looked like a robot or something. Yeah, that the answering machine was built into the wall. It was the size of an oven, like one of those wall ovens. Yeah, yeah. And it had the it had a a, a reel to reel that a went. If you want to leave a message after the beep, beep, and then it would and then it would kick on. Very cool. It, and it had toggles to turn it on and off and stuff. It was a neat. And to rewind if, it rewinded. That, that was real. That was cool. Um, if people had that. That'd be neat. Yeah. <laughs> so then he's now he's like kind of. Remembering that 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 girl, he's intrigued as to why this girl got killed. You know, the the girl that he picked up. Uh, the other, the, you know, the secretary who is a, who is a tall glass of, of water. There, yeah, she, right. she she's pretty. Um, she comes in and just like, let's let's get to work. I got a couple g- deals lined up. You know, the more of the hustling, hustle yeah, yeah, the divorcee right, yeah. stuff. 
And uh, he's like, okay, well, you start on the one guy, and I'm going to think about something. Like, I want to find out who this girl was. Right. And at this point, she's like, uh, excuse me, hello, uh, my boobs are here. Yeah, right. Uh, she's like kissing all over him, and he's not, again, gay. He's not having any of it. <laughs> he's just like, ah, whatever, just, just get out of here, you crazy dame, you know. And and there was some other people, sometimes when you're talking to this, and I was like, I don't understand 50s slang. Oh yeah, like twenty three skidoo. Twenty. Some of it I know because it's like kind of pop great, culture. The but great Watts's. No, just <laughs> some of the stuff he says. I'm like, what the hell are you saying, yeah, man? I know, I know. Uh, oh, but before he went to his apartment, he went to the garage to pick up his car, and he's and like, then you meet like his buddy, and then like you the meet Greek, Cheech uh, Marin, the Greek, yeah, uh, the, the Greek, Greek cophead. He goes, Hey, baba boom, how you doing? Hey, Mikey, baba boom, yeah, Mikey. Mikey, I love you, Mikey. Oh, the guy, and he's just. Uh, yeah. I, it, he makes like professional wrestlers look timid and and unassuming when yeah, it, like, shy <laughs> when when it is performance because he is like screaming to the heavens every line, uh, and it's funny, uh, you know, because he's and he's like, no, that car's gone forever, um, you know, he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just get a loner or something, like that. Yeah, like, right, okay, right. whatever. So you get to meet. I, him. I, I take you, carry you, you know, and then he, that we forgot that was in between because like right after the hospital, he stopped there to get his car. Yeah. He didn't even know it was blown up, and so yeah, which, yeah. which makes you think he was groggy he was or knocked out when he was, he was in yeah. a bad way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we meet these guys, and then, like, um, you know, he goes back, and he starts getting involved in the case. Yeah. But, but then he starts getting a call from, like, the, you know, the do- some do- weird doctor or whatever, you know, telling him, hey, Mike, um, you may not want to be investigating this. We know what's going on. Yeah. They're basically watching him because they know he's alive. And he knows that he's getting tailed. You know, but he's just... He just doesn't care. He wants yeah. to find out what the hell happened, you know. So they're warning him. He goes, and they said, I think they, I think this was a scene. I'm not sure because I'm getting a little... Where they go like, hey, Yeah, we won't be able to go scene for scene on this no, one. No, because it's very it, convoluted. There's, and there's a lot of scenes, and each one is like two minutes long. It, it This is one of those that, like, there's constant action, constant movement. It's not like a two-set deal. You're all over the place with this, you know. And, and, it, and, and, he's, and he's going to meet a million different people... And getting one sentence. Yeah, we're just gonna hit the high then, points or whatever. <laughs> exactly. you know? If that. So yeah, go. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the doctor's just kind of like, you better back off. And if you do, we're gonna give you a present, you know. Yeah. Well, no, he does other things before that. Right immediately after the after his girl leaves, he like goes to her old boarding house. Or oh, he, find, that, he finds out her name. I forget how he even finds out her name. Oh, that little we- the rat guy told the little weasel guy that he went to his house that had scars all over his face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he... And we don't even know what the hell he is. Just some weirdo. Just some weird weasel guy. And he's guy. like, oh, I thought you... Make sure you say it louder. So and he so the, basically, he's going from scene to scene, picking up one little breadcrumb. He's following it along. One little breadcrumb, one little breadcrumb. And then... Like, and, 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 yeah, and there were scenes where he's walking down the street... And he's getting tailed by people, remember? Mm-hmm. And he's walking on the street, and he notices that like they're coming to get him, and he gets like a hot dog, and he sees the oh, guy popcorn. He gets popcorn, a popcorn, and he sees it in the rearview mirror, and then finally the guy like comes up to him, and he like basically like gets in a fight with him, pounds his head against the cement. You think <laughs> the guy's dead, and then he steals his freaking uh, switchblade. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And the guy's still alive, and he then throws him down that the huge stairs that we see yeah. a couple of times, <laughs> which is a great shot. Yeah. And oh, in the beginning we had to mention. One of the things that makes this a little bit more plausible is he lost his PI license, so he better not be carrying a gun. I forgot be- about that. Because most of these situations would be a pistol whip away from getting the real answers very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. uh, if you have a gun and you show someone a gun, 
bringing a knife to a gunfight ain't gonna help nothing. You're, no. You know, so so this guy's unarmed, and he's doing okay for himself. He's slapping people around pretty good. Uh, and and this guy gives him a little bit of information or something like that, and so then he goes to the to the boarding house and goes to her her room, and he's looking around and he he's looking at he takes a book because she had alluded to like liking yeah he made sonnets. Yeah, he meets that. He goes to the boarding house and he meets that like woman there, the her her, her roommate, right? She, no, he 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 fi- he doesn't. Fi- the roommate isn't there. He's, That's right. They're, he's they're looking doing, around. He's looking around, and her exit party was just empty, right? Yeah. And then the guy who's helping somebody move said, "Oh, I helped you. I helped her move. That's right. Her, her roommate is blah 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 and lives here. Right. Okay. Right. So then he goes here. So he steals a book. Basically. Yeah. He steals. Well, he just takes it and he's like, oh, I'm taking this because it's a, her sonnet book or her yeah. diary. And it, and it was a clue to something that she said. It was like, the yeah. name was Barbara the something something or whatever. Yeah. You know? So anyway, yeah. So now he goes and meets her and she's like, oh. Um. And that woman that he met in the apartment with the robot, I found her like strangely very attractive. Oh my know? God. She was... With that short hair. Her name was yeah. Gabby Rogers and she didn't do too many movies. No, she only did like five or six unfortunately. movies. Unfortunately. She married like guy Jerry Lieber who, who was a producer who wrote like Elvis songs in the 50s <laughs> or whatever. She was like interesting looking woman. You know? Yeah. And again, not a knockout. But I, I think also the way she was shot... And she acted and, weird too. And like the way she like laid around... Yeah. She, rem- she reminded you of one of those... Like if you'd see a movie with Andy Warhol or something like that, mm-hmm. where there's just those women that are kind of almost naked but not lounging around, looking like they want sex but don't. Yeah, that's how she kind of laid the whole time, and you're like watching it framed through her leg, and you're like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, and then and, and you're she, right. I, you know, I never really thought about this, but yeah, she comes on to him too. She's like, kiss me, Mikey, and he's like, yeah. He's yeah. like, no, I'm gay. Uh, so I'm gonna go make out with that but man detective now. But he's just a hard-boiled dick. You know? <laughs> he's a hard. But you're right. Dick. He does push women, except for the one. I think the one. Well, anyway, we'll one got get, to him. Yeah. That uh, one got to him. Yeah. And then so then she says, "Oh, I don't know anything, but I'll see you a little bit later." So then some bad stuff happens, and he goes back. Oh, they were here, Mike. Take me with you. So now she's in his place. Um, and it's just oh, okay, you know. Uh, so so she was kind of just like inserting herself into the uh, into the action. So you know, and then and and there's various stages of beating people up, getting beat up. You don't even know what this is about at this point. Right. So now him and his his and his this girl go to the morgue because he figures something out with the passage, like reading. That's the, right. The he connects. He connects the passage. It's like he goes, so. It must be something small. And she's like, and it's not here. It's not there. She so swallowed it. So they go to the morgue to see, and then they get everybody in this movie is sleazy. They They're get jerks. the sleazy morgue attendant. Oh my god, this is hilarious! Yeah, this scene uh, is go, hilarious. Yeah, go, go, uh, th- do it. This this odd mortician with huge thick glasses and looks kind of like Elmer Fudd. You know, he's standing there and and they're putting it together, and he's just nodding. Yeah, he was just nodding like he uh-huh. wasn't saying anything. Uh huh. Yeah. So he has something small. So they go. He's like, so they go into the office, and he has a key, and he puts his hand out like, "Give me money." And he puts down one, he's like, more. Yeah, he goes, I did the autopsy, and this is what I found. And he's yeah. like, more. And Mike Hammer's pulling out, like, every like, like, a, huge it. wad. He goes, that's and all I got, bro. And he's like, nope, that's not enough. And at this point, I was like, well, this guy would just put a gun to his head and say, you're giving me that key or I'm going to blow your brains out. He doesn't have a out. gun. Yeah, but still, he's a, he's a physically imposing guy. So he does the next yeah. best thing. Yeah, as the as the mortician's putting his away, he crushes his hand in the drawer, which is what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, right. I probably would have just popped him in his palm and the head and took like, it. 
he's he's like whining like a little dog or whatever. Yeah, he screamed like the Nazi that burned his hand in in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Ah, he came running out of that bar with that fire. And he just freaking has that. He just has that that drawer like. He won't won't let him out either. (laughs) So he just takes. He like, see a jerk. (laughs) He doesn't say that. That's what my head said when he did that. So now they have the key, and they're like. And he's looking around and he hears. He says, what does this mean? What are these initials? H A C. Yeah. Up. Uh, and then just all of a sudden they pull up Hollywood Athletic, Athletic Club. Club. Yeah. And this is this is great too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. This because, is funny. Yeah. Because he goes in and he's like, "Where's the Where's this key? Well, you remember? Where's the key? To where does it go to?" <laughs> and the guy's like sitting there. So he pulls out the same trick where he puts the money down the counter. And the the guy's like, sir, and he just bitch slaps him. <laughs> bitch slaps he bat, bitch slaps him like four times, and he's like, o- okay, you well, know. That's the way life was back then. Yeah. If an attendant gives you a hard time, you bitch slap him. And oh, they... one thing, we before we get into this, because this is like winding down to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one whole subplot where the mob gave him a car. It was a 53, uh, it was mm. a 53 Corvette. It was like the first the year. stay away, yeah. It was beautiful. And... And, oh, Mikey, boom, boom. And he's like, don't start the car. There's a bomb in it. Right. So he takes the bomb out. And then they're driving along. He's like, well, we're going to go to your garage and take the other bomb, bomb out. out. And the guy's like, well, what are you talking about, Mikey? He's like, that's the one that they wanted us to find. So he takes the second bomb out. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, he's just that slick. So he's driving around now in, like, the first year Corvette. It was a beautiful car. It was very nice. Um so it was just one of those things where there was a kind of a neat little nuance because they were going to give the mechanic. He said he would give the mechanic the car with a, with further information after he was done. Right. But then the mechanic gets killed by the doctor. Yeah, well, by one of his henchmen. He drops the. Uh, well, you see the feet. Oh, that's the right. Doctor. It was the doctor, wasn't it? He so does he the kills hydraulic. Him. Yeah, yeah. He, dro- he drops it. As soon as I saw him laying underneath a 50. Because he, he was in like a 50s. Uh, Cadillac, like underneath it, fixing it, and he just dropped it on him. And I knew he was going to get it there. Yeah, yeah. So now yeah. we're towards the end. I'm sorry, I had to back yeah, up. Yeah, and, that then, was and, kind then, of and then there was thing. another scene where he goes to the. Uh, remember, we forgot about one scene where the the goes mob to the mob's house. He goes to the mob's house. He finds out the girl at the bar lures him. He's like, "Oh, let's go to my place." And he's like, "Oh, okay, let's go swimming." And he yeah, sees right. all the mob shoes lined up. He's like, "Uh huh, I'm in trouble here." Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. So he goes in the in the mob, and he goes like, "Yeah." And this is another weird scene. When he goes into the to the changing room, the two mob guy comes on, and one of them just kind of like flies back, and he's like laying there. What did he, what did he do? Did he, he give him knocked, like a five finger death out. punch yeah. or something? <laughs> Where's Bill? Yeah. Where's Bill? And the yeah. other mobster was Jack Elam oh from Lester, the young. I Jack had never Elam. seen him that young. He was still as ugly and strange for that eyeball. Yeah. But oh my god, it was funny. So, and and the mob's like. Like oh, how much money you, you want? Yeah, you gotta stop. I, like they sit down and I'm like, no one ever says the things I'd say. I'd be like, hey, how about you stop trying to kill me? That's probably my opening line yeah, right. to the mob because you know they're not gonna anyway. So that's all like D and C and D and E plots like just swirling around in this movie. So now finally he's there with the 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 roommate, the blonde, and they're in and he goes in and she's in the car and he goes in and opens this locker. Right. And now you're like, okay, here it is. This is the this is the main thrust of this entire movie. And the leather and the, the locker is empty except the bottom. There's this leather bound like square thing, and it has like the old adventurer style two leather bound things that buckle, you know. 
Yeah, right, right. And he slowly opens it up, and and he's like, "Is this hot? What is in this?" Yeah, and he, he cracks it open, and and it flashes a, a a burn across his hand. And you're like, "Wait a minute! Didn't they take this from Tarantino?" <laughs> are, are we happy? What's in the glowing briefcase? You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, so so he he leaves it there, which I was like. Because he doesn't know what the hell it is. And he just leaves it there. And, and they close like, everything up and he's like, don't let anyone back here, ever. You know. And he goes out and then the girl's gone. You're like, yeah, that's right, right. And you're like, okay, did she... At this point, and this is what's beautiful about this movie, nothing is given to you. You ha- Everything slowly boils. It's a slow boil where you don't, you don't know who's good, who's bad. You don't know who's right, doing right, doing wrong. Even the, the, hate, the guy that hates him, that other detective yeah he, he might be a good he might guy be a bad guy or he might you know. be a bad guy and, and everyone's kind of both yeah in this world, and, and yeah. uh and you know so the girl's gone so now is she is she uh was she abducted or or, she or was she on the take or what you know so then what he goes back to his house and the, the guys the are detectives for oh no the the, the detectives guys, are there the, the, no oh that's right the, the mob's there and they and they grab him. They beat him. They beat him up pretty good and take him. And, and then they take him to the to the house and they like they like tie him down face down in a very awkward position. Yeah. I did not like that position at yeah, all. Yeah, right. It's not a good position. That had anal rape written all over it. <laughs> Thank God we didn't Thank see that. It was just hydrogen. It was it was only a pentothal yeah. or whatever. You know. So basically, they shoot him up. Google comes in and says, "This will make you tell the truth because we want to know what you know about this whole thing." So then the king mobster shows up and he's the guy who's babysitting him, trying to get the information. Remember the mobster. That grilled him in the in the pool area where they were doing the yeah. the bedding or whatever. He's like goes in there and he goes like, yeah, just stay in the room with him and see what he says. And all he does is mumble. Yeah. Like, the he's whole like night, mumblecore you know? the whole day. Yeah, right. So they're sitting there. He's sitting there and he keeps the 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 mob guy goes back out and Jack Elam and the other guy are in there too. And he's like, yeah, he's not saying anything or whatever. So he finally, Mike Hammer finally comes too. And he he's, he's able to ease his hand out of the, the ropes, which rope, the ropes. I don't think ropes can ever tie you up, really. Yeah, I don't know how easy or tough that is. I don't want to know, but yeah. you know, I know that like some of the elaborate knotting is, but just that ra- ropes around a thing. Yeah. No, no way that would never hold anyone. So he gets one hand out, and but he puts it back in as a you know just to make sure he loosens it by one thing so he can easily get in and out of it, but it looks like he's still tied up. Right, so then mobster guy comes back in, and he's like, so, you you, you want to talk there, uh, tough guy? And he's like, uh, yeah, come here, I got, I got something to say. I'll whisper yeah. it to you. I'll whisper it to you. And then the mob guy comes up close, and then, you know, I don't know if you heard a thump or anything like that. But he then, screams, oh, no. he kills him. No, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He goes like, he, he you don't hear anything. Then you hear the mobster's voice go, hey, you, you, you guys come back in here. He's talking. So they go, the guys go back in. And he's and he says like he says something. He goes like yeah blah 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 blah. And the mob guy gets okay. I got the info out. And he doesn't know it's his boss there. And he stabs him. Remember in the back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like oh no I killed him. And then he Mike Hammer kills the one mob guy. And then the other guy Jack Elam's like what's what the hell's going on here or whatever. He just know? starts firing. He just starts firing. He's, a, he's like yeah. a nut. That like he plays like one of those twitchy kind of mob yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. The ones you call in to kill people, but you don't quite trust them because they're a little twitchy and killy, you know. And that's what he plays in this movie. But but uh, you know he's out, and then he hear they hear the the they hear the Corvette start up, and he takes off. Right. So now he's back, and he goes to the cops, 
or the cops are at his apartment and take him in. Yeah. And then they're like, what's going on? You know the the real truth. And he's like, oh, I don't know anything. And he's like, how'd you get that burn on your hand? He's like, I don't know, whatever. See you later. You know? And he goes, hey, Mike, I, I know these words. Oh. He goes, I know these words aren't going to make any sense to you. But this is how important this is. But this, this is how important it is. Uh, Los Alamos Manhattan Project. And, and there was like, one other one. Enola Gay or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like Enola. that. Enola. Enola Manhattan Project or Manhattan and Project. Los Alamos. Los Alamos. And at that point, you're like, uh-oh. And then if you were back in the 50s, maybe you wouldn't have gotten it yet. You no, know? you would have, because it was in 45 when they oh, did Oh, was that. it? Oh, yeah. okay. So, so my camera so just like, like, gets his oh, face like, no. oh, crap. This isn't worth money, because this whole time, it's, 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 he thinks it's money. A big payoff. Big gre- greed. I mean, he greed wants, is the reason he's interested is, in yeah. the finding the girl, but he wants the money, too. You know? At this point now, they have his girlfriend, the, the secretary girlfriend. And then he finds out. I forgot how he finds out it's a beach house. Oh no, I know how he finds out because he because he then he goes to the doctor. He he, he remembered. Oh god, he remembered that that Velda was dealing with some guy who was a, a, a yeah. This is totally complicated. He remembered that Velda was dealing with some guy who was an a doctor art, who's an art dealer was who, an art dealer. Yeah. So he goes in there and he like knocks on the door. Nobody opens. So he freaking busts it with his fist. Yeah. Gets in and the and the art dealer guy lives there and he's like, oh somebody's here. So he fucking grabs a, a he bottle just of taking sleeping pills. Sleeping pills. I thought he was trying to kill himself, but he just takes sleeping pills or whatever. And then he's like knocked out, and Mike Hammer's like just sees Doctor Blah 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 on there. So he's like, what the hell is this? So he's looking around, and then he sees like an address book with the address of the doctor. Yeah. So he heads over to the doctor's office. So then you cut to the doctors, right? And the and the doctor's there, Albert Decker, who yep. Albert Decker, who was was tortured to death. He was he had a look him up on Wikipedia. He had a weird life. He was into bondage and S and M, and he got, I think he was tortured to death. I'm not kidding you. His, there's some weird story about Albert Decker. Oh my Decker. god. Okay. But anyway, almost almost weirder than this movie. So he cuts to his room, right? And you see Albert Decker and with the short-haired girl, Gabby yeah. or whatever her name yeah, was. Yeah, because when we also forgot, the detectives were like, after, before he said the, about the bombshell. Oh, yeah, about right. Workers, they found her dead. They're like, what are you talking about? His Her roommate's been dead, mm-hmm. was found dead like months or two months ago. So you're like, uh-oh, he got played. He got played by everyone. He got played by everyone. So he goes yeah. up and slaps around the ugly, scarred-faced guy. He slaps around the uh, the, the opera guy. He slaps around everyone, and he he goes there. He finds that the 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 house the Hollywood health Athletic Club guy's been sh- murdered, so the thing's gone. And he goes to the doctor's right. place. Now this is in finale here. And this is a finale that yeah. now you know what it is, but you know yeah, it, it's it's a it's a but con- you really don't know what it is, but you kind of put two it's and two together. Container of nuclear p- yeah. plutonium or something like that, whatever they used to make the atom bombs. This is the stuff, and the doctor's trying to sell it. Right, and the girl doesn't know what the hell it is. She's going like, she, she's doctor. just a she's, she's yeah. really, and she's quirky and kind of weird, yeah. but in a really, you know, great way, seductive way, yeah. with the short hair and all that, like pixie-ish looking, but really hot. And she's like, oh, but I want to know what it is. Can't you tell me? And he's like, no, you don't really want to know what this is. And yeah. she, then she goes like, well, I want half of it. And he's like. No, you can't get half of it. You don't you don't know what it is. <laughs> this isn't like money. This yeah. isn't money. This is something different. And she's like, "No, you don't understand. I want half of it." And he's like, "No, no, really." She grabs a gun. She's like, "Oh, I'll just take all of it." 
So she goes like, Blammo. well, if you're not going to give me half of it, I'm going to give me all of it. So she f- shoots him. She just, just shot so him. This, she's the ultimate double cross or whatever. Yeah, she is. So he's like, whatever you do, don't, before he shot him, whatever you do, don't open it. You're going to open up Pandora's box. You don't want to open Pandora's box. So she gave, she gave her the impetus to like, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she shoots him. So she's like, okay, well, I'm going to open this box. I wonder what the hell is going on. And in the meantime, my camera shows up. Yeah. And he pulls up and he goes, hey, you're here. You know, she goes, oh, Mikey, yeah, I really love you. You know, can't you give me a kiss? He starts off with that crap again. She kiss me. And I'm like, oh, my God. She goes, and then she goes something about this is the kiss of backstabbing or the kiss of, uh, you know, revenge yeah, or whatever. It's a weird. This this whole thing was disjointed and weird. This this whole it, thing. It's all strange. And he's like, and he even says, don't open the box. And she's yeah. like, I think he did. And she's like, oh, sorry, Mikey. And she just freaking shoots, shoots him. Shoots him in the gut. Shoots him in the gut. And then she goes like, screw it. I'm going to open up this thing. And then you see like freaking like these weird like sci-fi sounds from like, you know, them or one yeah. of those movies, you know. And, and then he and he gets up. He's still alive. And he grabs the girl. And he's like, Marion, don't look at the go, don't look at the Holy Grail or the no, the uh, uh, I was trying to do a. Indiana Jones thing. Oh, Remember yeah, that? Yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, right. That's Indiana Jones. Yeah, what, what was right. that thing? The oh, Ten God. Commandments, but it was yeah, in that well, body. It like, was the, uh, the, yeah, the, oh, God, what is it called? Anyway, never mind. <laughs> He's like, Marion, don't look at the thing. And she's like, okay, get me out of this room. Yeah, right. So, they, they, so they're both, like, beat up and shot and everything. Else. So and the girl, like, is like, she's, co- she's like, Really interest cool like a horror movie underlit and she's oh, like yeah. catching on fire. That's one of the that's one of the pictures I have for our upload. Yeah, and she's like catching on fire. You hear that noise that like giant insects noise, and he's trying to find Velda and he's like Velda, where are you? And he's beating the doors and she's like I'm here, Mike, I'm here. And then he grabs her out and they're like stumbling towards the beach. Then you cut to the outside of the house and you see like everything's glowing in the air. Yeah, you know? it just like goes up. You know, and then boom, and you see it like all these weird shots of it, and they're like on the beach, and they're like, yes, and they're going into the water or something. And then all of a sudden, it's like you see the big explosion, and they're just like all of a sudden they look, and then boom, the end. Yeah, literally. because that thing would have taken uh, half a half a <laughs> LA probably. And also, if you get into a salt water with that gut shot, you're dead. You're gonna wish you were dead. The yeah. uh, oh, you know, and we missed so much of this movie. Yeah, we missed a lot, which means you're gonna have to go out and watch. I it. would definitely say go watch this. Um, I don't go into this uh, noiry uh, time frame of movies. I wanted to do one because we never did. I one. haven't. I haven't. I don't watch them often. I I I've watched some of them. I watch. I like Key Largo and a, yeah. and uh, and you know and uh, of course uh, uh what's the famous Maltese Maltese Falcon, Falcon and stuff like that like. I know the genre, and I watch them, and when I do watch them, I enjoy them. But this I is just a don't weird, get there yet. But this is a weird one. Yeah, this is a nasty this, one, a weird one. This is considered a classic, and I mean, I, like I told you last week to Jen, I, I have, we have standards on this show. <laughs> so we, uh, we we raised our standards yeah. really high. Later on, when we do other shows, they'll go yeah. back down to the ground. This one, I, you know... This is a classic movie. I'm actually going to surprise you. I'm going to give this one a nine. I'm this going. I'm going nine too. Really? Yeah. Oh huh. well, no. I, w- I was going nine point five. Uh, go know, ahead. Is, you know, this uh, is a classic. This man. is one that other, I never had heard of it. Um, I'll probably rewatch it at some point get just to kind of get more yeah. of it. You know, get more uh, 
see some more of the little nuances because there was a lot of subtle cues in this. It was Get the Criterion good, disc. Yeah, it was a good movie. So it was, it was a nice rip too, which is another reason. Oh my god! There was other my camera. It was another my. I wanted to watch the Girl Hunter, but they didn't have it there. But I saw Criterion HD, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I, not gonna. I don't want you to watch like gauze. I want you to see a good version. I watched this on. Yeah, this is on there out there on YouTube, believe it or not, and it's the Criterion Red. Greta, get every report. It gone. is beautiful. Oh my god! But so, you really yeah. want to buy the. We really want to buy the real one. This is a, this is a very. It, as far as noir movies goes, this is the one of the weirdest Solid. ones of all. I had only seen the ending of this movie, wow. and I was like, "This is bizarre." Yeah. And when I saw it on there, there's other ones that are really bizarre that we'll do in the future, the Sam Fuller ones. But this is a strange movie, yeah. and that's why it's on the it's on slow. So robot. what's the name of this again? Kiss Me Deadly from, from 1955. 1955. So go out and get it, and go out and watch it. It's a, it's it's you'll be glad you did. I'm gonna take a trailer break, and we come back something a little bit more our style. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be right back. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ladies and gentlemen, there are two movies being shown in this area that we sincerely would like to warn you about. The titles, The Gruesome Twosome and Something Weird. These are without exception the bloodiest, goriest motion pictures ever produced. If you are the least bit squeamish, do not attempt to see them. We have told you about many horror movies that you probably got a big kick out of, but these are different. If you are at all impressionable, don't see them. If you have an impressionable teenager, under no circumstances let him or her see it. Absolutely no children will be admitted. Both of these films are in color, which even makes the horror more horrible. We are sincere in warning you about these movies. The titles again are Gruesome, Twosome, and Something Weird, and they are honestly the goriest films ever produced. See them if you must. But we wanted you to know what to expect. I did my three years up at the county pen. Made some friends, went Muslim, now I'm out. Praise Allah. The girl. The bath. The razor. The man, the terror, the screams, the screams, the screams. Paramount Pictures presents Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Don't dare see it a little alone. Whoever sees the flies dies. A hypodermic needle in your heart. A knife in your chest. When the flies start to crawl, so will your flesh. Four flies on grey velvet. In color rated PG, parental guidance suggested. If you dare see it alone, make sure someone escorts you home. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. All right, now for my choice of the week. I picked one that I've always heard about but never watched. I've never seen it either. I never watched this movie, and it was just one I was like, whatever. Uh, it was I, better than I really thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was afraid it was going to be a slasher movie, and I don't like it slasher wasn't. movies. It wasn't at all. No, it was a good one. Um, I picked 1988's classic uh, Maniac Cop. Just because Bruce Campbell was in it. And you I didn't even know it. that. No, I hadn't. I thought you knew no, it. No, I didn't know it at okay. first, and I was like, and I was, right. then I was like, I'll pick this one. I've heard it referenced, and I've heard it talked about so much, 
throughout my life, I'm like, I kind of, sometimes you're like, you kind of got to watch something just because, yeah, you know, just because. To complete your collection well, of Bruce I'll, Campbell. I'll, I'll, <laughs> that, was the, that was the cherry on the top of the ice cream. Yeah, I was like, all right, Bruce Campbell's in this. So Young Bruce Campbell. Young Bruce Campbell. Sam Raimi did some of the shots. He was in the movie a little bit. Yeah, Larry Cohen was a writer and producer. He didn't direct it, though. William no. Lustig directed it. But uh, I think William Lustig was involved with Anchor Bay DVDs, too. I think that Maybe. I think he was in it. But uh, anyway. And it was just one of those... It's a very strange... This movie's the, the, strange. This one had good people. Sherry North, um, you know, Richard Roundtree, <laughs> uh, Bruce Campbell... Uh, Lorraine Landon, who was in a lot of those 80s movies. Uh, oh, there's a few others yeah, that were so like... This one and even that one that we did the, for the that we did for the Kung Fu Theater. We have another show called Kung oh, Fu Theater. Oh, that one has interesting people on it, too. And they did, most of them did other stuff, too. Bond movies. They, and they're still doing stuff, the top, like, five. They're, they're still making movies now. And I'm like, wow, wow what? So anyway, what? So anyway, after that classic... Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, get to that later. <laughs> so yeah, this one was 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 just it's a very 80s movie. Um it's a movie that's one of the things that struck me the most about it is it's it's like they live in a city where there's only eight people. There mm-hmm. is no extras in the background. There's yeah. no activity other than what they're shooting like it's soundstage city, you know, or if they if they did find a place to shoot it outside of a soundstage they roped it off and nobody was there. It was yeah, at that one in the morning. Yeah, they did it on the DL, you know. Because it was literally there was like twenty people on film in this entire movie. Like and, there was a lot of cops at the end, and the St. Patrick's yeah, Day parade. But I, yeah, yeah. but that even a like, main character. Yeah, yeah and you know this is yeah. very strange. But um, I can't even remember how this. We're not gonna go see him for oh, two no, minutes. Oh no, I know. I don't remember how it happened. Well, I, watched I mean, it today. shows him butt buttoning up and everything like that. They they never show the face. Till the end, because they're trying to keep this like, oh, who could this be? And you're basically, like, uh, the beginning of it is like a girl's running. She's coming out of a. She bar comes out of a bar. See you tomorrow. Bar, and, bar, you know. And two, uh, two gang, uh, two, uh, you know, gang guys come after her to steal her money, and she and she kicks both of their butts. Yeah, and then runs. And then runs, and then she sees, help, officer, can you help me, officer? And he's this big old cop standing there in the shadow. And they show it from the neck up. Yeah. You know, and she runs up because they're still chasing him, and these 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 gangbangers are watching, and he literally lifts her up with by her neck and breaks it like. And the gang guys are like, "Holy crap, we got to get out of here!" Yeah. And you're like, "What the hell is going on here?" You know. So it's like, okay, you know. So then, you know, the the cops start. Of course, we have got a lot of cops in both movies today. Yeah. They start like you know investigating you know what the hell's going on and then like uh, as, as, you know as things go on like you start meeting like Bruce Campbell yeah Bruce Campbell who's in a dysfunctional relationship and and he's like ah I got another beat I gotta go you know work tonight yeah. another shift and he leaves and then and then somebody calls her and he's like oh your husband's the killer because the wife thinks the husband's the killer yeah and yeah. someone's tipping her off that he is but then but but, but like. Then he's going to he goes to another place and like he's having sex with some other girl with another police officer yeah with another yeah. police officer but then she goes in the the wife follows him and yeah somebody they, tips her off saying hey so and so is like you know yeah yeah follow him and but then he gets she gets murdered by the by yeah she goes in there she catches both of them and she's gonna shoot him but then she just leaves and as she runs out like you know the the Maniac cops there just comes out of there and he breaks her neck too. And then he gets like uh, Bruce Campbell gets implied that he's the murderer because right. so they like lock him up because he doesn't have any alibi and he's like look if you don't 
I'm not going to reveal who I was with, but if, if it doesn't sort itself out by Friday, I'll tell you, and then you'll see it wasn't me. You know, and then exactly because the girl's saying he was with me. You know, he's he started grooming the girl, and he's like, "Oh, so you were messing around with her?" Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, he was with me. He wasn't. Do, he didn't do anything." Well, the head detective who was like this surly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's who's the guy? Who, oh, Tom. I think his name was Tom Akins. Yeah, he, Tom Tom Akins. He's been Akins. in a bunch of movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so he so you know it's not Bruce Campbell, but he's in jail for it. So that's kind of like what's moving this along. Yeah. And there's a lot of that 70s movie trope where the cops are like, rah, 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 you know, the, the, Larry the, Cohen. Right, yeah, right, you know, right. like the, 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 the people are yelling around a lot. There's a lot of people yelling. and then um, So then, like, people are just, like, getting killed randomly. Yeah, Maniac Cop starts killing anybody, just yeah. kind of whoever's around, you know. And, and you're like, okay, this isn't, this is just odd. Like, these aren't even bad people. Like, one guy was just a, a musician. Yeah, guy, like there's no rhyme or reason to it other than you're just getting killed, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then William Smith starts. Remember William Smith, the guy with the shaved head from. <laughs> he was the he was from uh, CC and Company. Yeah, big bad William Smith. Sure you know, he's like, wow, well, yeah, you know, you did it. You know, when he's grilling like, you know, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, you know, you did it. Yeah, I was like, blah, this, blah. this guy gargled lava and cigarettes before he did this scene. You know. And Richard Roundtree's like the police. The police chief, kind of like, uh, I think he was the police chief in Q or something, or he was involved with the police in Q. He almost looked exactly the same. Yeah. So, you know, so then he's in jail, and then the murders still keep going on, and they're like, well, it can't be him. And then the girl's like, gets with the with the inspector, and she's like, look, it's it's not him, blah, 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 this and that, and the other thing. So the inspector starts getting involved, and he starts like, Taking deeper, you know, and, deeper, and the girl's out on the beat, and then the cop, maniac cop, tries to kill the the Bruce Campbell's girlfriend who is doing a prostitution sting. Yeah, right. right um, yeah. and looked very eighties and very hookerish in yeah, that. Right, yeah. And and then he, she gets away from him, but she shoots him, and then so does Tom Atkins, Akins. He shoots him both, and the guy doesn't go down. And then they're kind of sitting at a bar, like shaking after this experience, and they're like, "This is weird," you know. And then he's like, this got to be someone on the inside. Yeah. So he starts digging around, and then he's like, he, I don't know, I don't remember how he finds the guy's name. The, well, he he goes to the he goes to like some uh, what do he goes to like the police records or whatever, right? And he starts like talking about you know, um, uh, someone. Know, did you hear police? someone tried to get her? But thank God she got away. Yeah, right. That's and, what it was. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes to the police records and he's like asked for like the name of this one cop or whatever. So he's going, going. So he goes through all his cases or whatever, you know, because he was a cop that was like, basically like taking the law into his hands on the street. And then the cops just kind of went after him because it's like, look, you're, you can't be killing everybody. Yeah, you can't you know? be dirty Harry. You can't be dirty Harry, even though you are. So basically, they had <laughs> enough on, so they locked him up, and supposedly he died in jail. Right supposedly died in jail so he's like investigating and he goes well you know he he did have this one girlfriend you know and she tried to commit suicide and blah 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 so then we find out that sherry north you know was his girlfriend she's like uh you know she's she's like she reminded me of frau blucher from uh yeah, from you know, from Young Frankenstein. <laughs> was in the first movie. That was from from Blucher or whatever. <laughs> she, mm. So she that's who she reminded of the way she talked and acted and walked it. I was like, oh, walked it, yeesh. Yeah, walked Wal- it, yeah. The way she walked it, it no, it, it just cracked me up. It was just, I was like, okay. So she's like, she's in, she's like, so trying. The guy's trying to do some investigation. He goes and talks to her, and she's like, well, you know, I don't, I you know, I don't know anything. You know, and you got to get out of here. And he sees like the name. What do you? 
what are you checking up on this guy? And he's like, well, you know, I need some more information. He goes, I don't know anything. You yeah. know, blah, blah. So then, like, you know, he goes, all right, I'll see you later. So he leaves, and then you follow her, and we find out that she's going to the... Yeah, he follows her, too. Yeah, he follows her, too. She's going and talking to this maniac cop or whatever his name was, in the boat, Yeah, in the boatyard, like this demolished boatyard. And it turns out that, that she's her, you know, she still loves him and... And she's protecting she's him. She's protecting him, and she's like, "You're you were supposed to only kill bad guys. Why are you just killing everyone now?" Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he cracked me up. He knocked over something, and she just whips out a gun and puts like five shots into that area. She was like, "Oh, must have just been a cat or something." Like, <laughs> what, what the hell are you talking? You don't just like unload your gun and go, "Oh well, whatever." Anyway, you know. Yeah, and then and then Maniac Cop loses it, right? And then does he kill her after this, or was it later? No, on? this is later on because like now he's like digging into it deeper, and he finds out the backstory, and he goes and talks to the mortician. That's right. And they're like, "Oh, he wasn't dead." But yeah, it, when, I mean, it shows a scene where he's like getting ready to autopsy him, and he feels like a pulse, and he's like, "He wasn't dead." And they go, and they go, "What did you do?" And he's like, he doesn't, I don't know if he, know if he told him exactly what he did. I don't think he did. They, no. Obviously, they didn't bury him. He goes, well, you know, he was a good guy. and you know, <laughs> He was a nice guy. He was a nice boy, just a little misguided or whatever. So they're like, so, like so then he kicks him out. He goes, get out of here. I'm not going to tell you anymore. You know, I don't want to yeah. lose my job or whatever, you know, so get lost. And they're like, And this okay. one, they're like, okay, so the maniac cop, like, now he's like, looks, he looks for more information on her. And this whole time, like, Everyone's being really mean to Bruce Campbell, which makes you think he wasn't very nice. He wasn't. Well, he was cheating on his wife. Well, so, but yeah. but he wasn't a nice guy in general, obviously, because the cops didn't have his back. Yeah. And then like maniac cop shows up and just like kills everyone in the precinct. It, it was it was like that Terminator from Terminator One when the exactly, co- when yeah. he came in and just murdered everyone in the entire precinct. It was like that guy because maniac cops just killing everyone and he's beating the shit out of Tom At- Atkins. And at that point, you're like, oh, my God, remember a time before computers? Because there was just rows and rows of books and rows and rows of, like, yeah. file cabinets. File cabinets with and old you're newspaper like, Oh, my yeah. God, remember when it was all paper and that all just went away, you know? You're like, huh. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, the, the people that are guarding the cell get hung. and like, So she's like, so the girl is like, she even tries to try to... He, Maniac Cop, throws Tom Atkins out the window. Yep, onto he, a car. And then he comes after her, but she's able to escape or whatever. Meanwhile, Bruce Campbell is stuck in the... In the cell, in, in the stuck holding in the cell. cell. And then I think, uh, does Maniac Cop, like, ex- like get him out of the cell or whatever? He no, no, she of, runs back and um, oh, lets him right. out. But then the cops are like, you killed all of our friends. Now they're trying to kill those two because they think... Because he always disappears. He does a lot of damage and disappears. Yeah. Which, how you're going to miss a nine-foot-tall Robert Czar... Yeah, right, yeah. ...is beyond me. And if you don't know who that is, the chin guy from Tango and Cash... Yeah. ...or, um, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, it was just one of those things where it was like, okay... So then now they're on the run, and they're trying to find this guy. And and they, they follow him, or they know where he's going, so they go to the the old boatyard. And this is kind of like the final front... count, The final, like, showdown. Final countdown. The final countdown. And also... I like that movie. Yeah. I don't think it holds up though. Yeah. The time travel one. But anyway, the so like now he's beating the hell out of um uh Bruce Campbell because and that seems to be what Bruce Campbell's like. His whole career is based on Smarky that yeah. gets the crap beat out of him, but kind of prevails all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good niche for him. I mean, I mean, it's a good it's a good fit for him. So 
they're shooting him, and, and, and these people that followed them, the cops that followed them are getting killed, you know. Right. And and finally, Maniac Cop goes into the SWAT truck and takes off. With Bruce Campbell. With Bruce Campbell's back. hanging on the side of it, you know, kind of. And he starts punching him, which I don't know why he'd punch him. Yeah, because at some point, at, at some point before, like, they did that, they figure, I figured out... Bruce Campbell's in the truck, so it can't be him who's like going on the rampage. Yeah. It's this other guy. So they finally got him out of the truck and they figured it out. Okay, it's not you. Sorry, bro. Yeah, you know. sorry. And and then they're driving on the dock and a pole goes through. Yeah, the, the, maniac, the, the cop. maniac cop's chest, and and then goes into the into the water and Bruce Campbell comes up and then they, they show him pulling it up and he's not in there. And scene, you see the hand like come up. Like a creature from the Black Lagoon, yep. and like sticking his hand up. And then, okay, we got a sequel coming. Oh, up. yeah. Well, there's, I think there's like four or five Maniac Cops. Are there really? Yeah. All with Robert Zadar in them? No, I don't think so. I think it kind of just... I think uh, it became like a Freddy, or a, a Friday 13th kind of thing where it's just... Uh, uh, just like whatever. Just whoever. So it must have done really good in the theaters. I never saw it. I don't it. know. I, it was one of those... Video, video, video. It was video. just... And it was also just like um, the Toxic Avenger, where there's just one of those weird movies that's floating around that everyone knows about and everyone is supposed to see if you want your B-movie badge. That mm. you know, And this is one of them. Uh, There's a lot of other things going on in this movie. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, yeah. like, the, he was... He was the... The Rainer Cup was going on revenge. He basically... His whole modus operandi was, at the end, anyway, to get revenge on the police yeah. because of what they did to him. They framed him he, and then they allowed him to get killed in jail. Yeah, so he, he kind of took that personally and... And you know, and and even like Roundtree had some part in it. You know, like yeah. all these guys that moved up in the forest had something to do with it, which is why he was. But it doesn't explain why he just killed everyone. But he just yeah, he didn't explain why he killed people in general. But then he was a lunatic. You know, they didn't explain how it was he was impervious to bullets, why he was invincible. I know. I mean, they said they they say at one point they said he can't be wearing a. With all, I shot him in the face. How could he still mm-hmm. survive? But then again, he did survive all the. Uh, I I thought the theory was he was actually dead. And he came back to life. He came back somehow? to life as an or, avenging or he, spirit he, he, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't. This is one of those, and I kind of actually like this about some of the movies from the eighties. They don't like explain shit. It just is, and that's fine sometimes. I know, like when you get into something, you're like, well, why would Jason keep coming back? Who cares? Let's watch him hang some naked teens off of a machete and then move on with life. And and this. It's okay to not know everything about everything sometimes, you know. I mean, I, it, this movie has no political statements. It has no, you know, it's just a funny, fun you movie. You can interpret it as a political statement against the police <laughs> if you wanted to now. But it but, isn't. But it is, and it's just a It B was just movie. a goofy B-slasher-style movie, which I was thankful there wasn't a lot of gore. I was really There was a little bit, but it yeah, wasn't a gore fest. That's, I mean, I hate those, like, ultra-gory things that are, like, the, that 80s horror stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was worried when I picked it that that's what this would devolve into, uh, but it didn't. It was fine. Okay. It, was, yeah, it was a fun little movie. I, I had a lot of fun watching it, more than I thought I would. Uh, me too. Um, I was kind of like, eh, I'm picking this because I just want to, you know, break the eggs and make the omelet kind of thing. But uh, but it was all right. It, I had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was it wasn't it was, it was better than I thought it would be. It was yeah. a movie that I'd seen a million times in the video stores and never. Oh, it had that. It. It, the cover is another one of those. Yeah. This lived in the realm of VHS rental days and. But then when I saw the people involved, then I go, oh, I should have really looked more into this movie because there are good people involved in this movie. Mm-hmm. I just a lot. I, the the idea of it just never appealed to me. So when yeah. you picked it, I was like, oh, okay, maniac cop. Uh, and it whatever. had a twinge. For, it had a very heavy 
dirty Callahan feel to it. Dirty Harry feel to um, it. It, it. It was almost like it was mimicking the Dirty Harry franchise, but not. Not if that really, because he had no... He, he was killing everybody. No, I know, and, and I don't mean it that way. I meant, like, the feel or the tone of it, like... The gritty, The nasty. gritty and, and, and lots of wood paneling and stuff, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know, it just it just, it just harkened that to me, I don't know, but... It was an interesting movie. Yeah, it was. What are you going to give it? I'll give it an 8. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, okay. it was, it was, it was fast-paced. It went by... Oh, yeah, it was nothing to watch. Yeah, it, it was, it was fast-paced. It didn't drag down, and all the scenes led to, you know, the conclusion, yep. so it was good. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 7, but... Not bad, by any means. Um, this isn't even the kind of movie I like. It was just something I wanted to watch. So, there you have it. Two pretty good movies this week. Um, go out and definitely go see Kiss Me Deadly. And then, if you check have time, out. Check out, I, yeah, go out and check, check out, out. Uh, Maniac Cop as well. It's good for, uh, it's good for beer I la- I laughed a lot. It's good for beer <laughs> And Robert Czar is... He's bizarre. He's a, he's one of those guys I've, I've seen in that so many movies. that that elephant, that... Uh, Rondo Hatton thing with his face. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a real... Or what it was, thing. I should say. He's I, alive, isn't he? I don't know. I've never seen him that ripped, though. He was... Because there was a scene where he was in the shower scene. I've never... He's he's in, He got puffier and heavier and all that stuff, as we all do. But, like, he was really thin and, like, muscular. And I was like, wow, I, I'd never seen that before. I never saw well, yeah. how, how strong he was. He was like a lot of weight training and stuff like the that. The 80s was, the 80s films are, the, it's a steroid area. <laughs> Co- steroid stero- film. Cocaine and steroids, man. Cocaine gonna be ripped. Steroids. <laughs> when I get ripped, do coke money and steroids. And, you know, money and cigarettes <laughs> in the 80s, cocaine and steroids. Got All right. That's it for this week. My name is Malibu, as always. Dr. Morbius. Sing us out, Don Sullivan.
sure, kid. And you know, I never felt any more like laughing than I do right now. <laughs>